What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self-Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And we are recording this remotely, of course, uh, because we're still in quarantine, obviously. Uh, Taylor Tomlinson couldn't be with us today, but we are joined by an excellent guest. Um, We are joined by business and life coach Kelsey Murphy, and she was such a badass. Oh, she was so good. So many good nuggets of wisdom. Um, yes. She's worked She's worked with clients like Nintendo, Coca-Cola, Elizabeth Arden, GoPro, so many more. Um, she is a uh, works very closely with Marie Forleo with B-School, if anybody's heard about that before. And yeah, I loved talking with her. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, I, she answered a lot of questions that were very, um, you know, pertinent to my, to my business and experience as well. So it was really cool having her on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially right now with everything that's going on. I think 
everybody's business, whatever they're doing, whether they own their own business or are employed by a business, everything's kind of up in the air. So she's a great guest to have on right now. Yeah, no, she's amazing. Um, And then we just want to let you know, uh, we're so excited to be able to give you guys two episodes a week right now on Mondays and Thursdays. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're going to be doing this indefinitely while we're in quarantine because we're, you know, we have the time. We weren't able (laughs) able to do it before. So that's some silver lining. And, you know, if you're you're wanting to to binge more episodes, we have so many Patreon episodes now. So if you want extra episodes... Yeah, yeah, and rewards and all kinds of interactions. Um, you can vote on different topics for the show, submit quotables, all kinds of cool stuff. That's at patreon.com slash self-helpless. And yeah. then Kelsey, you have an announcement as well. I do. Um, I mentioned this in a recent episode that this was still happening and I was super excited. But um, just a reminder, my stand-up set is airing tomorrow night, uh, April 7th, uh, on A Little Late with Lily Singh on NBC. So if you have cable, if you have DVRs, all of that, make sure you either stay up and watch it or record it and watch it the next day. It'll also be on YouTube if you guys don't uh, get NBC, but I'm really excited. I recorded it back Yay. in October and it's great that it's coming out now, especially during this time because I wasn't sure if it would still air. But yeah, make sure you tune into a- a- to NBC and watch it. Yes, everybody, watch it. Tune in. Set your DVR. Um, I'm so excited for that. And um, I have a I have a little brief um, announcement too, um, just because it's time sensitive. Um, I told you guys I'd be opening some kind of group program uh, for people who are really looking to like pivot uh, right now with you know their business and stuff like that. And I just want to let you know that group is almost full, but I do have a few more spots left. So if you want. If you want one of those spots, just email Delaney Fisher Assistant at gmail.com and let my lovely assistant Abby know that you want to be put on that list. And then we'll be sending out that information very, very soon because we want to get started on that. So just the yes. heads up there. Hell yeah. Cool. Uh, without further ado, let's get into our interview with Kelsey Murphy and then we will do some segments afterward. Yay. All right, you guys, like we mentioned, we are so excited for today's episode with our special guest. Give it up for business and life coach, Kelsey Murphy. What's up? (laughs) That is the best intro I've ever had. (laughs) Thanks for being here, Kelsey. Yeah. Oh, Oh, thank you guys for having me. Yeah. So we talked about um, in the intro before this interview started that you've worked with clients like Nintendo, Coca-Cola, Elizabeth Arden, uh, so many big brands. Uh, Do you still work with big brands like that? Or do you also mostly now focus on like professional business coaching with um, individuals? Yeah, it's funny. Now I work with um, who I think are like celebrities, like like the Marie Forleo's of the world, you know, like I work in the online business, kind of that capacity. So I definitely still will go and speak at places um, a lot. So I'll speak at like Facebook and Twitter, but a little bit more like company oriented big names. Um, Not really so much with my Nintendo and Elizabeth. Elizabeth Arden and GoPro crew, but um, they're yeah. so lovely and wonderful. I keep in touch with all of them. 
That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, we we actually just recorded an episode about uh, everything is figure outable, Marie Forleo's book, right before you got on uh, this call. So <laughs> amazing. Very fam- I'm you know I'm very familiar with uh, Marie Forleo and B School and all that good stuff. Um, and I actually made this the switch over a year and a half ago. Now I was a I was a stand up comedian, and now I'm a, a full time entrepreneur myself. And started a business and everything. So I got a lot of questions for you. So excited to ask you. And I guess the first one, which I feel is probably the most pressing for a lot of people listening is how has this quarantine life affected your business and the business of any clients you have, or anything like that? What's going on right now? Oh, my goodness. It's such a good question. And I feel like let's get down to the brass tacks, right? Um, How it's affected my business is very different from how it's affected my life because um, I am at home with a newborn and a toddler. Thank you. A newborn and a toddler? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let me just tell you, I was on a podcast earlier this morning, and I just heard screaming in the background, and I came out. My husband just, like, looked at me, and I'm like, I'll take over. I'll take over. (laughs) Like, it's, um, we're, we're in the trenches, and not in a horrible way. I feel like we're very lucky. It could be so much worse, and, and I'm very, very well aware of that, but, but it is, it is such a shift from, Uh, our day-to-day life, and especially the way that I run my business. Like I always wanted a business where I could kind of work part-time hours, but still make a significant amount of money. So I wanted to figure out a way to kind of scale my business um, and still be home for my kiddos, right? So it's like, I don't work on Mondays and Fridays. Like I stopped working at like three o'clock on the other days. Like, so I can just chill and be with them. And um, that was so important to me. And so when I am with them, I'm 100% with them. When I'm working, I'm 100% working because on the flip side, I do need to be able to go have like a glass of wine at lunch with my girlfriends. Yes. Like, you know, I need yeah. to have my like alone time and like my girl time and be able to have that other part of my life. It's so important. So I, I feel like now <laughs> I don't have that. I don't have that separation where I'm like 100% focused on work and 100% focused on them. Mm. And I'm trying to, we're, we're still in the midst of trying to figure out a schedule that allows us to do that just because we want to be really present. And like you, you kind of half-ass it if you're, you know, like trying to do two things at once and, and neither are fun, you know? So right. um, figuring that out has been probably the most challenging thing for me from a personal standpoint. And we're just getting in the groove because, you know, it's been like what week two or three now, I feel like we were early adopters right. of the quarantine. So yeah. I feel like we're pushing, um, week three here. And I think we're just recognizing that this is actually potentially a long-term thing that's going to happen. So knowing that, I think when when you have these moving goalposts, it's really hard because you're like, well, if this is just temporary, then we'll just make it work. But now recognizing that this may be a new way of life for the next couple weeks or couple months, um, we're now kind of devising this new schedule that allows us to thrive, that allows me to have that quiet time and, you know, 
nurse my newborn instead of literally running around with her like on one boob and like trying to like pick up my toddler's toy, you know, like, like frantically, like, so we're like figuring it out. And I think we're, we're just about there, but that has been so challenging from a personal standpoint, like internally with my business, but externally with my business, um, man, things are looking really amazing and fantastic because I help people to have these thriving businesses online, you know, to develop something that they can do anywhere that they want. And, and the, the, craving for that right now is kind of through the roof, you know, like people are, are, are at home. They're getting a taste of this work from home life, although it's not as good as it could be because there's a lot of munchkins running around, but (laughs) they really, I think people are really craving to do that. So like I have a lot of stuff on a podcast, like course and mastermind that I run and people are just so pumped and excited and emailing me about it. And they're, they're just like hungry for new ways to kind to develop content or create things out into the world. And watching that pick up while things are so scary outside has been so exciting and refreshing for me because it just reminds me that like this too shall pass and we're going to come out the other end of this so much stronger and things are going to look so much different. And I do think for online businesses, it's going to be a really positive, amazing shift for them. Yeah, 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 I absolutely agree. I um, so I when I left stand up, and I also had a corporate job in entertainment. I started a gag gift business. Uh, that's all. Uh, that's all done online, and it's a digital product. And then that led that led me to offering consulting services for um, small business owners and comedians and podcasters. And I, when this started happening, I was extremely worried that I would lose all business. And it was very slow for a couple weeks. Um, but it's like balanced out again, and I've actually gained new clients because of it, which I really wasn't expecting. I'm like, Oh, gosh, like you can kind of kind of get in that mindset, like, Oh, I think everybody's being laid off. And nobody has, you know, money or resources to do anything like everything is going to go to shit. And just to remember, like, that's not that's not the case with everybody. And people are really wanting to like, learn how to pivot and, um, you know, make the most of this time. So I'm so glad that your business is thriving. That's awesome. Um, has, yeah, I feel like has, I should knock on wood right now, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's all good. No, it's all good. It's, but it, it makes sense, right? Like we're all kind of being forced to maybe think of like new ways, um, you know, to, to make an income and, uh, Kelsey, uh, other Kelsey, Kelsey Cook, um, <laughs> is, is a, a full-time, you know, touring stand-up comedian and her business is kind of, you know, at a halt right now. And so, you know, we've been talking a lot about that and Kelsey, do you yeah. have anything to add to this discussion coming from that end of it? Oh yeah. I mean, it, obviously this is not something that you ever foresee happening. <laughs> and like, I've just been so happy for the last five years being like, oh man, I get to do what I love for a living. But you never think about, oh, if something like this happens, what do I do from a financial standpoint? Um, and I do feel so fortunate that we have the podcast because that's something we're able to do remotely. Um, that is helpful. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm so, I really do like to be business minded with stand up, and I've I've always sold like merchandise on the road after shows and I'm still doing that remotely where people can buy t-shirts online through my website. But yeah, I've gone back and forth on like, 
do I even like, does it look shitty of me to promote that I'm still selling t-shirts if people are struggling financially? Like, you know what I mean? I, Cause somebody said, I can't remember what I posted. Oh, I posted, um, that I was like trying to get through to the unemployment office. And if anybody is looking for ways to like support comedians during this time where we've lost all our work, you can like listen to our specials and, um, listen to our podcasts and stuff. And somebody left a shitty comment like, oh yeah, well, I guess I'm going to support you while I can't make rent or whatever, you know? And it's obviously that guy that was like in the minority of the comments, everybody else was like very sweet about it. But, um, you know what I mean? It's, I've never been in this position before where you, you don't want to look like you're asking for handouts, but you're also like, you're a, you're a business, like you're your own business. So you're like, okay, well, if I can't make money doing the thing that I've been making money at, I have to try and promote some other service of mine. And if, if people can't buy a shirt or don't want a shirt, then like, that's totally fucking fine. Like, of course, you know, (laughs) that's, that's the same as if there wasn't this quarantine, um, and pandemic happening. It's like, if you don't want it, then that's completely fine. It's just, we're just all hustling, trying to do what we can. Absolutely. So like Kelsey, do you have any advice for kind of people in that position where they're like, what would be like the very first step if somebody is really needing to maybe bring in an income or they want to start like a new service? Do you have any kind of like hot tips (laughs) we can dish out? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, gosh, first of all, Kelsey, my heart goes out to you. And my um, sister is, uh, she's in event planning. So she's definitely Uh, feeling that as well, you know, just like all gone immediately. It's gone. Yeah. You snap your fingers. It's like fucking Thanos and Avengers. It's like literally all, (laughs) everything, all our shows were just dust. It's just like, they're gone. Yeah, seriously. And and it's um, scary also to not know like what is next because I feel like yes. you guys can't really plan because you're like, I have no idea when this is going to turn around, what it's going to look like on the other side. Totally. It's really tough. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, I totally feel you and my heart goes out to you and my sister and a lot of uh, other businesses and, and clients and friends that I've talked to are going through this as well. Um, and from like a mindset standpoint, I will just say when you are out there promoting and selling and continuing to put yourself out there, I think you just have to remember, like we have a tendency to go into this place of like, ah, like I'm asking people for money um, right. where you're not. That's not where this started from. Like you started probably going up and and doing your, you know, what you do on stage and and providing that to people because it makes them laugh and because it it makes the world a better place you know yeah. because it it makes you happy and then you become a better person and at ripple effects and that yeah. laughter and that happiness like you have to remember that always started from a place of true love and passion and service and um, yeah, true. that's what you're doing you know like by you putting your t-shirts out there and others you're continuing to live by what you care about and why, what you yeah. love. And you should not stop doing that like at all. If anything, you should find new ways to continue to put that out there, you know, new yes. creative ways to put that out there. Because I think that that is what's needed right now is for everybody to remember that we still need that. We still need it for yeah. the economy. You know, we still yeah. need it for each other and we still need it as individuals to thrive and to love and to get back to what, you know, the real reason we started doing these things. And I think that a lot of people are kind of also being shook because they're asking themselves that question. Like, what was the real reason I started doing?
doing this in the beginning and right. and we're forced to answer that and but I think that most people are really good and most people have a real deep meaningful why and when they come up with that and they're reminded of that then they can show up in the world tenfold like you can go tenfold with your t-shirts because what those are doing is that's reminding people to laugh or reminding people about something you said or you know connecting them with something I think that's really really important and more meaningful than cash and then money, you know, like, and you are going to get people that are saying negative things. And that is actually not going to stop. It may potentially get worse in the next Mm -hmm. couple of weeks, you know, because as we get more information, think people are getting more and more scared and understandably, you know, and the fear is going to creep up, I think, and people are going to act in this very reactive state. And that's, I think that the issue is that when we get really reactive and we're operating out of fear, we're not being really intentional and proactive and taking a step back and thinking like how in six months, how do I want to remember showing up during this time? You know, like what, what does that look like on a day-to-day basis? Um, And I think when we think about that, we can come at it from a very proactive, intentional place, but I don't know that everyone's going to be able to get to that. So, so you be prepared for people to operate out of that reactive fear place, but just remember that that's, that has nothing, nothing to do with you and what you're doing. Cause I think people could probably use more of you and and the laughter you provide for people, you know? Oh, thanks. That's all such great advice. And that is so motivating to, um, kind of like put yourself in that situation of, okay, say that, uh, by some miracle, the quarantine ended tomorrow, what would you have been kicking yourself for like not having done during this time where like, we do have the gift of time right now where we're at home and can be creating things. And I think uh, a lot of people are maybe not getting into stuff that they they could be getting into if they push themselves to. So that's a good way to look at it is like, what would you regret not doing during this time? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, could not agree more with everything Kelsey said. And just like, you know, you're exchanging value for value, right? Like you, yeah. you bring value to people and money is valuable. And it's just, and it's kind of like an exchange, you know? Right. Um, I I have, Kelsey, do you have any other questions? No, uh, go or for any it, questions though. for Kelsey? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be the only one, but I got lots. <laughs> oh, no, um, I love it. Go for it. Um, so, Kelsey Murphy, um, so you've worked with a lot of successful people. You're successful. Um, I want to know, like, have you noticed any, like, um, commonalities among, you know, these people that you've been around, whether it's, like, mindset or habits or anything like that, like, any kind of common thread that you'd be able to share with us? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a juicy one. Um, (laughs) Yes, I I was just thinking about this the other day. And one common thing that I have noticed is um, I feel like people that want to have a business or people that want, and I say business, you know, my business is very small. I have no desire to have this like you know, 100 person business. Like I'd like, you know, I like my small team. I like to be able to operate just from my house if I need to, uh, just with my laptop, you know. So um, you can have this, you know, when I say business, I feel like um, I should clarify. Um, But I feel like people that have these thriving businesses um, recognize that the life of an entrepreneur, it's truly a lifestyle and it's not... um, it's not just an idea, like a business idea. And what I mean by that is 
our business ideas are often not going to work. (laughs) Our business ideas are often going to get rejected and shut down. And our job is to remember why we started that in the first place, like what we loved about it, and then to optimize it, right? And to pivot and to figure out, okay, so that didn't work. Um, How am I going to shift? And my personality really is not like that. Like I I didn't come out of the womb as someone that just like throws stuff against the wall and just can go test things out. Like I I, I just, I'm not good at that. Like I'm, I always hide behind like, you know, I don't want to put a ton of content out there because I'm a perfectionist. Well, being a perfectionist is honestly like, it's just, I'm just insecure what people are going to think, you know, like if we're being really truthful about what perfectionism really is, is we, yes, have a high standard for ourselves, but at a certain point it crosses over into, I'm really terrified of what other people are going to say and think about my work. And so so I'm not, you know, like I'm not quick to throw things out there. Like I'm very nervous about it. So I've had, to create these systems and like strategies for me to be able to put stuff out into the world or for me to be able to try to get new clients, especially when I was first starting, you know, like, and I think that this happens all throughout your career, because even though in the beginning, I applied like this idea of, um, you know, allowing myself to fail and allowing myself to put, you know, go out there and learn and be a beginner. Um, All of those things I applied to getting clients. Well, once I filled up my practice with clients, then I decided, oh, how do I scale this? You know, and then I wanted to go do big workshops at corporate places. And so then I had to redo that again and put myself out there and learn and be a beginner and get rejected until I was successful. And same thing with a podcast, right? I had to do the same thing when I started my own podcast. And I'm sure whatever I do in a year or two is going to be the exact same thing. I'm going to have to be a beginner. I'm going to have to learn. I'm going to have to put out some okay content to get it to be really good content, you know? And I think the entrepreneurs that can embrace that and they can find a way to do that quickly and, and in an enjoyable way and have fun doing it. I think those are the entrepreneurs that make that a lifestyle. Like that becomes a new lifestyle, their willingness to try new things, to be really nimble, to pivot, to have fun doing it. Like we, I don't, think that we all come out of the womb like that. Like, you know, I I don't think that's natural for a lot of us, but I think the people that teach themselves to do that and find ways to operate like that within their business, um, they're in it for the long haul. So the short-term rejections or the short-term speed bumps don't affect them as much or they find a way for them not to affect them as much. And I feel like consistently with a lot of my successful clients, with Marie, with a lot of people that are out there, as I watch them, as I analyze what makes them successful. I feel like that's a really big part of it. I love all that. That was a freaking great answer, Kelsey. (laughs) I'm just like ingesting every word you're saying that that was fucking awesome. (laughs) Um, And I'm just going to mic drop and leave before I (laughs) you guys. Go out on that note. We talk so much because uh, Delaney and Taylor and I are all very much like type A perfectionists. And we've talked a ton on the podcast about not wanting to have any rough drafts. Like we just want it to be perfect the first time. And Mm -hmm. it's so refreshing to have you 
like just be that honest that the perfectionism stems for so many people from like not wanting um people to not like what you put out yeah yeah totally fear of what people think um I my next question for you is when it comes to your business what have you felt like the three biggest things that you've done or implemented um, like the three best things you've done for your personal business, whether it's social media or an email list or, you know, video content or, you know, reaching out to people individually, like the three things that have kind of moved you forward the most. Mm, okay. Um, oh, good question. All right. So I would say starting my podcast for sure um, comes to top of mind. And I think that for a couple of reasons, it one has been a great vehicle for me to create consistent content with because, man, I love writing. I love writing, but um, it will take me like 19 hours to get like one post out there because I am just like, you know, like I love writing, but I haven't dedicated a lot of time and effort to the craft. And so if I did, I'm sure I could get to a place where I was more comfortable with what I was putting out there or just more excited with the content I was putting out there. Um, But writing just ended up taking me a really long time. So in the beginning when I was blogging and, you know, just writing to my email, email list, like, oh, man, like, it was so hard to be consistent, because I couldn't find like eight hours a week to just write one email, you know. Um, Mm. So when I came up podcasting, as much as I was uncomfortable with it in the beginning, and as much as I was like, I'm a rambler, and I don't, I don't have any concise thoughts. And like, (laughs) I like, this is a terrible idea for me. um, I, I enjoyed it. And so because I enjoyed it and because I could do it a lot faster, um, I found myself creating more consistently. And, you know, obviously, as you create more consistently, you get more practice. And as you get more practice, you get better and better and better. And I found my voice a little bit more and um, I started being a little bit more raw and vulnerable. And what that did was it so quickly attracted my audience and it so quickly repelled my 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 non-audience, you know. Um, but it was such a, that for me was almost like, you know, like I am like in someone's ear as they're walking to work, you know, and they had so much more access to me and my voice, you know, like they had basically a taste of what it would be like if we were sitting down chatting, having a conversation. So for me, that bridged the gap and made kind of like almost a sales cycle so much shorter because they had so much more content to binge. So by the time they, they reached out and connected with me, or by the time I put a product out there, they were so ready to buy it because they had already felt so connected and close to me. And what I'm noticing, which is really interesting, I just did this um, this big round of, uh, I, I work with Marie inside of B-School, but I'm also a B-School affiliate, right? So when cool. people go and they can purchase B-School through me, and then I do like a whole mastermind for that group of people. Oh, nice. And yeah, and I've been doing it for a couple of years. And this year it was really big and and, and the, the people are amazing. But I've noticed the people in this group are so specific and I like love them all. Like I, you know, like every time I jump on a little call and I get to know them a little bit more, I will get off the call and I'll look at my husband. I'll be like, dang, I like really like these people. Like I want to hang out with all them. Like they're so awesome. Like I can't believe it. And for the first few calls, I was like, I can't believe I got so lucky. And then I realized actually 
what you're putting out there on your podcast is so clearly your brand. It's so clearly who you are and you are attracting the type of people that are going to really resonate with that. So I'm talking about things that I care about, that I that I fear, that I that I want more of, you know, that I believe in. I'm, I'm sharing all these things on the podcast. And so people that have these similar values and also don't mind me dropping an F-bomb here and there and can find the humor <laughs> when I'm talking about my child latched onto my boob and, you know, like, like people that appreciate those things, like all of a sudden it just creates such a clarity in who's purchasing my product. And, um, and I end up loving those people and those people end up being 10 times happier than anyone else. Right. So mm-hmm. that for me, like from a financial standpoint, the podcast, um, recognizing the, the role that the podcast has played in my business has been so, so, so huge. So I feel like that's that's one thing, but I feel like that's like a really long answer, but I'm happy <laughs> to tell you all my other things. <laughs> yeah. Have you that... shared a quote yet? A favorite quote yet? Not I yet. have not. <laughs> I would love to hear that real quick before um, we forget to yeah. ask. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got a I've got a Joan Rivers one that I always love. It's um listen, I wish I could tell you it gets better, but it doesn't get better, you get better. Oh. Yes. What a great quote. (laughs) That is great. Right. I feel like um, people tend to think I'm like this super like optimistic, like kind of maybe not two woos, but one woo kind of life coaching (laughs) person. And I'm like, always like, oh, if you got to know me, like you would know that like when when people come to the table, I'm like, listen, folks, it's not getting any better. Like (laughs) like, this shit is going to be what it is like, but you have so much dang control. Like, let's step up to the plate and let's work on that. And then that right. will ripple effect into everything, you know. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, did you want to share a couple more things, Kelsey, about like things that have kind of moved moved the needle for you in your business, or would you prefer we kind of move on to a, the next thing? Totally up to you guys. Whatever you want, I'm okay. I'm here for your taking. Yeah, I would love I would love to hear a couple more. Uh, it's what you said about the podcast is amazing. I think that's how we kind of feel about our listeners too. When we like meet our listeners, we're like, oh my god, we'd be friends with these people because yeah. we're you know <laughs> this is this is us on the show. Like this is who we are uh, in real life, and so we attract people you know who are attracted to us in that way. And it's always like it's always like we're meeting family. It's just, it's such a crazy cool experience. Oh, um, the best. Yeah. So any anything else you'd like to share that's that's kind of helped propel you forward would would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give one more. Um I definitely think um getting around consistently getting around people that are living a a life that you want to emulate um and if you can find someone that's living a professional life and a personal life that you want to emulate, I feel like you've hit the jackpot and you oh, do yeah. everything you can to be around them and to to meet and be around all of the people they're surrounding themselves with, you know, yeah. um, because it's one thing if you're around someone that's like running the business you want, but then, you know, their personal life is shit and you're like, well, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know if I'm willing for that trade off, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. or vice versa, you know, someone that has this like epic personal life, but they're like, you know, they're making peanuts and you're like, that's okay. But I yeah. really would like both, you know, like, is yeah. that possible? And I feel like 
um, you know, for a couple reasons. But one, I think that our brains and and our bodies and everything, we need to see living proof. Like we need to see that proof and it needs to be reiterated in our brain and in our whole hearts and souls like over and over and over again. So it's like you have to talk to that person consistently. You have to hear what they're doing on a daily basis. And so I think finding those people, like finding and, and you know, I hold back kind of from calling them mentors because I feel like that feels very aggressive and like mm. you're going to like go to someone and like very formally say, would you like to be my mentor? Um, right. But I feel like I have like like 30 mentors, like, and they are different mentors and, and, and different, maybe they're kind of different industries, but they're all running a business that I love and that I would love to have. And I, and I admire and I can learn something from. And then they also have these amazing personal lives and values and finding a way to consistently be around those people has been so life-changing and game-changing for me. I mean, I remember um, someone, reached out to me. I don't know if you guys know Kathy Heller at all. Yes. Um, we had you on the podcast. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Love Kath. I lo- yeah. So I love Kathy. And like maybe like a, a year or two ago, um, we were both on each other's podcasts. And by the time, you know, we did a little back back recording. And by the time we were done, she was like, um, okay, we need to be best friends. And <laughs> like, I don't know what's happening. Like, I don't know how we don't know um, each other. But um, I am going to start like a little mastermind. And I want to start and just get like three or four women together together that are all building their businesses. We're all kind of at the same levels, but we're doing different things. And I want us just to come together once a month. And I was like, this sounds amazing. She's like, yeah, cool. So you'll drive up to LA once, (laughs) once a month. And I was like, Ooh, cause I'm in San Diego. That's like a solid three hour drive minimum, you know? Oh yeah. And I was like, dude, like I got a toddler and, um, but I remember just like thinking about it and thinking like you, Kelsey, you've always said it's so important when you find people that you really like personally and you really admire professionally, like that you need to go be around them consistently. And so I said yes. And I like sacked up and I drove to LA once a month and I met with her and a couple other incredible women. And honestly, it's been life-changing, like game-changing to be around those kinds of people, like, like so, so special and also um, very financially rewarding, you know, like because yeah. you're learning from them and that you you speed up that cycle, you speed it up. So you all of a sudden the learning curve is so much shorter and you're also making like family friends at the same time, you know, so that yeah. to me, like I, I just feel like people say that's a nice to have. And I feel like if that's not like something you're doing consistently, it needs to be the first thing on your to-do list on Monday morning. Find that group and go out and proactively find that group, test different groups out. Like that to me is something that people just kind of toss away as a nice to have. And I think that that has to be prioritized as like a key pillar to um, to your business. Oh, absolutely. A thousand percent. I feel that way um, being surrounded by uh, Kelsey Cook and our other wonderful co-hosts who couldn't be on this episode, Taylor Tomlinson. Um, They've been, you know, they've been doing what they love for how long have you been a full-time comic, Kels? I've or, been doing stand-up for over 10 years and then full-time for five years. For five years. And I think Taylor's pretty similar. Um, and so yeah. 
for the last several years I've been around them, like I wasn't always doing what I love. I was stuck in a corporate job um, and doing like stand up on the side and I didn't want to do any of it. And being able to be around people consistently, Kelsey and Taylor, um, like at least, you know, weekly or biweekly that were making their dream happen and like making a living doing something they loved was so incredibly inspiring. And it was just a good constant reminder that like, okay, this stuff is possible. Um, It's not going to be easy, but it is possible. But I honestly don't think I would have been able to make the jump to leave my day job to basically do my business full time if I didn't have that constant reminder in front of me of Taylor and Kelsey, two of my you know best friends who are also making a full time living doing something that they love, and a very small percentage of people do <laughs> make make a full time living off of it. So it's a very very impressive career choice, and it's like I have two people that are doing it. So it's like it. I, I don't. I really don't think without that support system, I would have been able to really make the jump because I don't think I have a whole lot of people um, other than them who are really doing what they love for a living. And you know, uh, and yeah, I don't know. So I, Aww, I totally, thanks, yeah, like I, I totally agree with that. I think that's an such amazing advice, and I've really benefited benefited from that myself. So I could that's not agree amazing. with you more. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's amazing that you have that. And you can you can hear the love in your voice and how it's affected, you know, like your not just your business, but your life. And I think that that's at the end of the day, what it's all about, you know. Absolutely. Um Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, I have one more question. <laughs> one more question for you, Kelsey. Um, uh, and obviously, if, if Kelsey uh, Kelsey Cook has any other questions too, but um, no, all good, what... What is something in your in your career um, or within your business that um, could have been like labeled as a failure to other people, like if you had just quit, but was actually a learning experience for you that you kind of used um, at, to like you know as leverage to kind of push you forward? Is there like a certain instance or moment in your career where like you could have easily given given up and? Instead, you kind of pushed through and you, you made it happen and it ended up being like a really great thing uh, that happened for you. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, I, th- there's about seven million. So <laughs> let, let, let me think about the, oh, the ones that popped in my head first. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, you know, the things that, that I feel like I, I remember the most are usually in the beginning of my business. Um, 
because I feel like you kind of like get some tougher skin as you get, you know, like, and you learn a little bit more and you start to get, you know, you start to get your bearings a little bit more as you, you get into your business. But in the beginning, I remember I was trying to kind of figure out what kind of coach I wanted to be. I knew, I loved the idea of life coaching in the sense that I loved human psychology. Um, I hated the term life coach and I was coming off of being like, you know, a fancy pants, account director for, you know, Nintendo and Elizabeth Arden and all these things. And so then, you know, like I was going to go from that and saying that at the bars and and being very well respected to be like saying, I'm a life coach. (laughs) I was like, oh, God, like, (laughs) I I can't even say it out loud. So I remember I was like trying to figure out like, what, what does that mean? Like, what, what kind of specialty could I lean into? And, um, you know, I got a ton of certifications and I started dabbling in different kinds of coaching. So I would do relationship coaching and I would do like I coached people um, that were single. I coached people that were um, getting divorced. I coached people that were then I coached people that were like retiring. Like I coached people that were, you know, trying to manage maternity leave. And so I just coached so a myriad of different people, which is what you're supposed to do in the beginning, right? Like you're supposed to figure out what is your sweet spot, you know, the place right. that you love and the place that you can really create the best results for other people. And so I was, I remember like tabling in those. And let me just tell you, I'm not a good divorce coach. <laughs> and <laughs> I am not the best relationship coach. And um, contrary to what I thought, you know, I'm really, um, I'm a specific kind of coach with a specific kind of personality and brand. And a lot of times when you're dealing with things like divorce or retirement, these big, huge life shifts, um, they require a different kind of personality, like a different kind of person to show up for those and create the space that's needed. And uh, honestly, most of the time they they require a licensed therapist. So right. for me yeah. to like kind of dabble in that world um, and it wasn't um, a huge shutdown. It wasn't like this catastrophe. But it felt like it for me because it felt like I literally had just quit a very, very successful job. And it's like I had decided I was going to be a coach. And then I spent so much time and energy and effort creating a website and going and and finding these clients um, and then starting to coach them and deciding what kind of coaching package I was going to have and how much was I going to charge them and what would my logo look like, you know, to to all that build up to be like, yeah, you actually suck at this. Like, you're actually not that good at it. And that was just like, it was so like, internally devastating. And it's, it, it doesn't feel maybe like that big of a deal now. But I remember being crushed when, mm. when I started and it wasn't like, oh, like I had this horrible session. It was just like, I could just tell session after session, like, I was only getting so far with people. I was, I wasn't operating at my best, you know, and I didn't feel like I was getting people the results that I, that I really wanted. I want it. I want people to get off coaching calls with me and be like, holy bananas. That was worth like $5 million. Like, and that is not how people were feeling when they were getting off the coaching calls with me. And um, so I think just having that kind of a thing happen so early on was like my first, uh, my first foray into that kind of lifestyle that I was talking about earlier and deciding like, are you in this for the long haul or are you just in it for short term? Mm 
Because if you're in it for short term, I would be sad too. Like I would go have a whiskey and be like, man, that sucks. Like this little idea of having a business isn't going to work for you. But if you're in it for the long haul, then you take it as a learning, you know, like you kind of just take it on your chin and you say, okay, like where do we, where do we pivot from here? Where do we go next? What do we learn? And I wasn't very good at that at the time. It was very much like in my brain, let's go have whiskey. And like, you're not cut out to be an entrepreneur where I evolved into the place of, um, okay, like we learned a lot from this. Like, what do you, what do you want to try next? Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, that, yeah. yeah. And so when, when that was going on and you, you know, you tried, you know, coaching people with relationships and divorce and all that stuff, what was the next move that you made when you realized, okay, this is not really connecting for me. What else is next? Like, what was that next thing? Do you remember? Well, I I definitely took a beat. Like I took a step back and I had to kind of go dig deep and like ask myself, like, what is the reason you're doing this? Like, why do you want to be a coach? Like, why coaching? Maybe it's not coaching, Kelsey. Like maybe it's something else. And when I took a step back, I really could like confirm like it is coaching for me. Like coaching for me, I love helping and empowering people to move forward and navigate something and like shock themselves with how much more they can achieve. And so from a human psychology standpoint, coaching really was a big, big, big piece of that. And when I think about that, even when I say it now, I really, I feel it in my whole gut. Like I love it. I I love those experiences. Yeah. Like I, like that is what lights me up, you know? So I feel, I truly feel that. And so I had to just take a step back and go back to the root of like, that's it. Um, So don't lose faith in your ability to coach people. Um, Stick with that. Just look at what are other possible avenues. So, you know, that's when I started looking at like, could you coach people online? Like, and I went kind of went back to the basics, right? I was like, what are you most familiar with? Like, what is something you know, you've gotten people results in? And I knew I had gotten people results in um, either finding a job that they loved like a million times more, or leaving their job to start something new. And um, so I, I went into career transition coaching and and I was good at it and I did it well and I and I created a course around it because when you're really good at something like you usually have a couple pillars of things that you can lean into and I created a course that did really well and then a lot of those folks and and those that audience that I was working with, they kind of graduated into this place of all starting their businesses, all leaving their corporate job and starting businesses. And um, so I, you know, and then they looked to me and said, how did you do it? And so then I started coaching them and I figured out I was even better at that. And, and so that's where I really leaned into. And then it kind of, you know, tweaked and evolved from there. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I think it's so important to – and do you remember what, what length of time that was, Kelsey, where you were, were coaching you know, people and the things that weren't really connecting with you? Like how long of a period that was? It was pretty short, to be honest. It yeah. was – I would say um, that time period probably was only like maybe four to six weeks. Yeah. But then – even then, I would say the whole next year was still a bit of a learning curve. The whole next right. year – but it was more in the, my wheelhouse. Like I was yeah. working with people on the types of things I wanted to. I was just, um, I spent some time tiptoeing between really leaning into life coaching and really leaning into business coaching. And now um, I'm, I'm definitely in the business coach um, 
world, but I have this kind of like underlying um, life coach background. So I have a tendency to attract someone that likes that kind of stuff. Someone that like has a love for like mindset and um, human psychology and the way that that's playing a role in their business. And we don't talk about that a ton in my coaching anymore. Um, but it come, it just naturally comes up and the type of person that believes in that and appreciates that is just the type of person that I tend to connect with, even though 95% of our conversation is all around like strategic business. Um, you still can tell that you're, you're, you're each other's types of people, you know? Yeah. Um, I love hearing that because so many people, um, you know, just depending on how they feel kind of about themselves or what they're doing is a lot of people may have quit at that time at that four to six week range. They'd be like, you know what, this is not my thing forget it. The dream is over. Right. And it's like some, I think a lot of people do that. And, um, the, the commonality I see is like, yeah, people just kind of, they keep going, they figure out a way around it. And, um, yeah. And now you have this amazing business because you didn't, you didn't give up. You, I, you took a step back and kind of really analyzed what you wanted. And, uh, I think that's just so important for people to hear right now, especially that if you feel like, you know, you, if you feel like giving up, there's, there's usually something else you haven't tried yet. And it's, it's, uh, you know, if it's something that you really want to do, it's so important to just, you know, keep, keep trucking along, keep trying, you know? Um, cool. Well, Kelsey Cook, do you have any, (laughs) any other questions for, for Kelsey? No, no, I'm all good. But just thank you so much, Kelsey, for giving us your time and all of your wisdom. You were a fantastic guest. Yeah, you were seriously amazing. And then please plug where people can find you and your podcast and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you guys for um, for having me on and for doing what you're doing. I feel like, um, God, the world just really needs everything that you guys are putting out there right now. And, and the lightness and the laughter and the humor, I just I can't tell you how important I think that is at this time right now. So thank you guys um, so much. Um, and then, yeah, if people want to connect with me, they can come on over to KelseyMurphy.com um, or follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Murphy. I will tell people I am a total introvert. So um, if you catch me on the street, I may, you know, like hide my face. But if you if you pop on into my DMs, oh, I'll be a chatty Kathy. So, uh, so if you, yeah, l- let me know if you hear me from this podcast or, you know, you've, you've connected um, in some way or another from something that we've all talked about and you're one of our people, then come say hi to me and and pop into my DMs. I'd love to like connect more personally with people. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time and have a good rest of the day. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. All right, man. Loved having her on. She was great. Yeah, she was awesome. Yeah. I felt like you were getting a, a nice juicy business boner. Talking about I, I was, and I was like, "Oh God, I have so many questions, but I want to be a creep." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was great. Um, okay, so I have, um, I have a defuck, and I don't know if anybody else in the country is experiencing the same defuck, uh, particularly in California. But I have not been able to get through to the unemployment offices uh, through the phone, and I've been calling now every day for like two and a half weeks. Oh my God. Uh, maybe more than that. 
Um, because, you know, everybody says, okay, so file for unemployment online and they have opened it now to people like in my position, like performing artists whose shows have been canceled. You know, we are now eligible for unemployment. Um, but when you go to file online, at least for California, it asks you maybe like eight questions up top to make sure that you can file online. And one of the questions is, have you worked outside of the state in the last 18 months? And so, of course, my answer is yes. <laughs> it's like all right. I do is mostly work outside of the state traveling. Um, right. And so because of that, then I'm not eligible to file online. It has to be either over the phone or by fax, which is crazy to me that fax oh. even still exists. Because yeah, I don't think people use fax anymore. Well, yeah. I mean, and anytime I have tried to send a fax, something goes wrong. Either mm-hmm. the number is not dialed correctly and it doesn't go through or it goes through, but the, the place I'm trying to fax it to is receiving thousands of them. And it takes like five separate times faxing it for them to actually find the piece of paper or whatever. It's yeah. just like fax is a fucking nightmare. And also the unemployment thing you would have to fill out is like 13 pages long, something crazy. It's just, so right. fax is like, so not the route you want to take with something like this, especially when you're trying to get income quickly. Um, right. But they, I, I don't fully understand. I think maybe they are short staffed. Obviously, this is such a crisis yeah. time for them. But they are only open on the phones 8 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday. Oh, shit. Yeah. There's only a four-hour window. And I tried calling at 8 a.m. on the dot. And even right at 8 a.m., you already get a a voice message that says, thank you for calling. We're experiencing higher than normal call volumes. Please try again later. And it hangs up on you. Oh, shit. Oh, you can't even like be on hold? No. It hangs up on you. Oh, no. Oh, you almost need to like outsource that job for somebody to just keep calling back for four hours every Monday through Friday. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah. Like, what the fuck are people doing? I don't know, but that's the oh, scary that's, thing is like every day that goes by without me getting through, I, I don't have money coming right. in. Right, right. And I don't even know how unemployment works. I don't know if they like, do they like backdate it when you were, I don't know. you know what I mean? Like I, I no, Yeah, I don't no know. I haven't experience. been in this position before, but it's just, it's very frustrating. I, I like we just did, you know, everything is figure outable. Right. And I'm trying to keep a positive attitude yeah, and be like, okay, if I cannot get through, I can fax, but every fiber of my being is like, I don't want to do that route. Right. Well, I mean, what's even open for you to fax? Is freaking Kinko's still taking customers? Like, isn't everything shut down? Exactly. Like, yeah, there's a little business um, room at my apartment complex and that's closed. Right. Right. It's almost like you'd have to go into an essential business and be like, hey, can I borrow your fax machine for a hot sec? Like, I I really don't, I really don't know. Like, so you can't, you can't like scan it and email them. It has to be a fax. It has to be a fax. What the fuck, man? You guys, if anybody has any advice for Kelsey in this situation, or if like, you know, somebody who works for unemployment or something in California Maybe you can like start a, a, a Facebook thread and like tag her in it so she can get help. Honestly, like um, our listeners are so 
so incredibly helpful and generous with their time with stuff like this. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody has some really good advice for you or knows somebody who might work work there and or something. Yeah. But yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Fucking oh help. <laughs> Someone yeah. help me. I don't know how to do this. I don't oh, know how to get man. through it. Oh man. Yeah. You guys, that's a lot. Um, I guess, let's see, my segment. I guess I have a good shit that started because of a defuck. Um, I, oh, I can't remember. Did I, did I share on the podcast or on Patreon that Maverick ate a condom? <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, God. I don't yes, even know. I don't know if that was on Patreon or another, you know, public episode. But um, that was a public episode. Okay, so you know that happened, and I'm proud to say we got our new trash can in that has the lid. <laughs> it's working very well. Maverick cannot break into it. Uh, it's Maverick proof, and so um, that's my good shit moment. Is we we got that trash can, our trash is on lockdown just like we are, and nobody is getting through that shit. Um, yeah, oh, that was. God. That just was like, oh my god! I mean, just the greatest cherry on top of already a fucking stressful situation. Unbelievable! I mean, when it rains, it pours. I guess. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I do. It is comforting to know that this has happened to other people. Um, somebody actually messaged me about this happening a while back, but uh, you know, they didn't have like their dog was able to like pass the condom. <laughs> So oh my I, god! He didn't realize he had even swallowed one until he until oh. he really pooped it out, and I'm like, wow, that would be a, an interesting realization too. So I guess wow. either way, whatever end it's coming out of, you know, it's just <laughs> just protect your trash cans is all I can say. <laughs> I really wish that I would have gotten these. Th- these are trash cans I have been wanting for a very long time, and I just kind of like, you know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. And obviously, when something like ha- that happens, it becomes a priority, you know, yeah. a priority. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I really wish I just would have gotten them when I wanted to. But instead, you know, Maverick had to go uh, swallow a condom. And then uh, then it became very apparent when he did it happen. Wow. So just that has to me- be a big dog that's able to poop a condom. Because <laughs> I'm picturing right? little Maverick. I mean, that's his whole stomach, depending on the size of the condom, right? Oh, you my know? God. I know. What a mess. I know. Oh, you guys, please let me be your warning story, okay? Don't let this happen to you. No. I, I feel like I could be a great sponsor for, for secure trash cans right now. I feel like <laughs> if anybody has an in, right, that would be my jam right now. Oh, uh, a perfect testimonial. But, oh, uh, yeah. you know. Just let me let let that be a warning for anybody, any dog owners, any pet owners. Get your fucking trash on lockdown, okay? Get a lid on it. I mean, between <laughs> between yeah. your dog eating the condom and my cat getting my used bikini wax strip stuck to his yeah. dog, we right. are really like, hey, garbage cans. If you need somebody, oh. we're your duo. Oh yeah, seriously, you guys. I mean, come on, that's a brainer. Listen, we can use a sponsor for that right now. Yeah. You know, like times are uncertain. We'll yeah. fucking blast that shit out. Um. Yeah, do not underestimate your pet's ability to get into a trash can and be as disgusting as possible. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are very interesting. Very interesting creatures. Oh, oh man, but yeah, that's it for me. That's my good shit moment. Got that trash can, baby. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you guys as always for listening. Spread the word. If you got a friend who's looking for some like, you know, a new podcast to get into to find some comfort during this hard time and pass the time, let them know. 
leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, join Patreon, all, all the things. Just- yeah, and we do have an iTunes review this episode. Oh, yeah, please um, read it. Yeah, this is from... Is that the name of it? Cries with an asterisk? <laughs> I don't know. That might be the t- I think that might be the title of it. That's, that's, that's very funny if that is. Um, yeah. Okay. It says, love ya. I hear you every week at work, driving home, or when I attempt to work out. Thank you for making me laugh every time and for being you. Sending you love and a virtual hug from Dallas, Texas, especially in times like today. Stay safe, healthy, and funny. Oh. Thank you so, so much. Sweet. Thank you. That's just the nicest thing. Um, and thank you guys for really leaving reviews. It really helps the show so much and it only takes a couple seconds if you want to do that. And um, make sure you guys watch Kelsey's set on Lily Singh. I can't wait to see it. Thank you. Thank and you. Um, yeah, we love you so much. And yeah, I have a few more spots left for my, my group, my group, uh, you know, coaching program, and I really want to help you guys if you're feeling stressed out right now, and uh, gonna do whatever I can to uh, put a nice group together for support and give you guys resources and all that good stuff. So awesome. feel free to email my assistant. Sweet. Okay. All right. Stay safe out there, guys. Love ya. Bye. Love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We love you guys so much. There are a few different ways you can support our show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us move up the charts. You can also tell a friend about the show, post it on social media, and you can join our Patreon. It's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content, ways to interact with the show. That's at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. And if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com, that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you? You can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find Dicks by Delaney there. Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at KelseyCookComedy. Twitter is at KelseyCook. Uh, please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrist of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.